Hey, everybody, and welcome to the 15-Minute Frightcast, the condensed version of the Midnight Frightcast, in which I bring in a special guest, they pick the movie, and then we review it together. So this episode, in our, what, what is this, the virtual Zoom sound studio, I guess is what we call it, is friend and fellow filmmaker, Dorothy Borum. Dorothy, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. Super happy to be here. Yay, awesome. yay. Uh, since we only have 15 minutes for this, let's go yes. ahead and get started. Oh my God. Dorothy. Yes. Tell us, which movie did you choose? I chose the movie Jaws, the that, Steven Spielberg massive blockbuster about the shark. It is an awesome choice and, and one that may prove problematic for us as we try to cram it all into 15 minutes. I'm going to give some quick deets on this. Jaws, 1975 release, running about two hours and four minutes. Uh, you can find it on any premier streaming service. I'm sure you can rent it out there pretty much anywhere. When a killer shark unleashes chaos on a beach community, it's up to the local sheriff, a marine biologist, and an old seafarer to hunt the beast down. IMDb rating 8.0, Metacritic score rating 87%. Here we go. Rotten Tomatoes critic score 98%, and Rotten Tomatoes audience score 90%. I think it's fair judgment to say this is a well-liked movie. Dorothy, why did you pick it? I picked Jaws because it was a movie that has haunted me for years. A monster movie like Jaws stayed with me. I don't even know when I saw it as a little kid, clearly, even now, if I'm in water that is deeper than what I can stand in. And it's clear, a swimming pool. I will hear that sound in my head and I'll just be checking just to make sure there's not a giant shark coming up from the depths. It's a great horror movie. For me, horror movies, the ones that stay with me afterwards and make me scared in my day-to-day -day, in real life, those are the real horror movies. Now, I would, I would venture to say that you are not the only one who would be afraid to go into water where you cannot see your feet when you're waist high in it. My wife won't even go into, uh, in, into lakes because this movie ha has traumatized her uh, with, with sharks. And, and unfortunately, even the author of this book kind of regretted uh, the release of this movie because so many sharks were being killed afterwards because of the fear. Give me your thoughts about this film. Here are some thoughts I have about Jaws, the film. I think a lot of people misidentify this film as an adventure film, to my mind. Part of that, I think, has to do with a more modern metric. A friend of mine said that to me recently. By a modern metric, maybe this is just considered more of an adventure action film. But when it came out originally, it was definitely a horror film. And I love it for two reasons. I love it because the tension is just immense. Even I've watched it twice in the past week and I still feel it. And I love that all the characters that are doing stuff are adults and they are dealing with a lot of intense adult problems. And I don't mean like, oh, my marriage is breaking up. I mean, like things like I want to close the beach down for the good of this town. We can't close this beach down because the economy will fail and that's the good of the town. What do we do next? Jaws. Or you wouldn't really think that that would make like a horror movie, but it fucking does. Oops, yep. I don't know if I can cuss. Oh, you no, can not. totally cuss in this. You can, okay, you can say fuck all you want. Oh, excellent. So that is that. I love the drama and the interactions between the characters. And I love the tension. Yeah, I rewatched it 
yesterday. And it was interesting, you know, being in a pandemic and seeing the relatability of Jaws to what we're going through now, uh, having a monster movie, but also, you know, it, it's very similar. Let's open the beaches. Let's do this because we need the money. It's completely relatable, even though it's a monster movie. You talk about the tension in it, and that's throughout. And I think a lot of that, I mean, give credit to Spielberg, definitely, but John Williams' score for this movie. There is nobody that can handle it better that that provides thematic scores as John Williams. I agree. I mean, obviously, that score is iconic. The other thing that I want to say is, having watched it recently, is their ability, the editor choosing to go between when the score is happening and when there is just silence. Yeah, just listening to the water. And the connection between the two of those things creates such a feeling. Mm-hmm. Yep. The stars in this show. I mean, obviously, it's three people carry the whole thing. Everybody's a good actor in this movie, undoubtedly. But Roy Scheider, Robert Shaw, Richard Dreyfus. What did you think of their performances? They are just brilliant. They create three different sets of energy so you have this triad that's happening and of course quint robert shaw doesn't really fully come to the fruition probably until midway through the second act essentially when they finally are like okay we need to hire this guy to go and kill the shark when he shows up that first time and you know what i mean and he tells them like you're gonna need to hire me and this is what i'm gonna do and they're like yeah 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 so then you have the love affair between um, Richard Dreyfuss's character, Matt Hooper, and then Chief Brody. You know, they need each other kind of so much. I've got the shark, but I don't know what to do about it. I, you know what I mean? I know a ton about sharks and I really want to learn more about them. I'm a rich kid with soft hands. And so I'd really love to like get some up close and personal information about sharks. So then they go to like, I'm a grizzled old scary dude. I'm going to tell you what's up. And watching that like triumvirate happen, you know, Brody, who doesn't know anything about boats and hates the water, Dreyfus, who's like a rich kid, but everything that he has seen has been like kind of sanitized, mm-hmm. and who has been and in safe. Shit. Yeah. I looked up uh, a lot of trivia prior to this. I kind of like digging into that. How much of it is true, Lord knows, unless you see it like on the DVD uh, bonuses. But I had heard and read in multiple places that there was a lot of tension between Dreyfus and Shaw personally. And that really fed into their performances, especially Shaw's, well, at the time, alcoholism, which uh, you never knew if he was going to be sober for a take. And so for his character to be drinking so much within it as well, I bet that was a huge challenge for him. But also a lot of the, uh, the supporting roles for this, I felt were just very good in building into the actions that the main characters had to take, uh, like the mother of the son uh, and her reaction to it, and then definitely the mayor. So do you want to touch on, uh, on that a little bit more, just some of the acting overall? I would say one of the things that I do love is it's a 70s movie. And that means that there is not a lot of polish on these people. These actors, are they look like real people, not that pretty. You know what I mean? The warts and scars are out there. And one of the things that I love is the woman who plays Alex's mom. He's the little boy on the float that gets eaten by the shark Mm -hmm. and blood washes in on the beach and everyone's like, and she's suddenly, you know, she's out there in the water, like Alex, Alex. 
and everyone's standing on the beach watching what has, you know, the horrible thing that's just occurred. But when she shows up wearing those, what you would call widow's weeds, you know what I mean? But she's wearing all black from the funeral. She's wearing like a veil, like you would never see that these days. And she looks suddenly like 25 years older. She yeah. like lifts her veil up and she's right up there in Brody's face. And she's like, you know, something, I can't remember what she says, something about the shark. And then she just slaps him in the face. And she's like, I heard that a girl was killed and you knew about it and you let people swim Yeah. anyway. And it's like the huge push towards Brody to, to go, I can't take it easy with this. I can't just assume that that shark that they caught is the one we have to go out there. Right. Push myself into that. She's amazing. She's amazing. The mayor is so great. The woman who plays Brody's wife, she has such a great bit, you know what I mean? They're, they're out on the porch and the kid is in one of their children is in the boat. Yep. And Brody's like, he needs to get out of that boat. And she's like, it's fine. fine. He's just sitting in it. He's not in the water. She's looking at this book that Brody's been looking at, trying to study about sharks. Here's like a terrible illustration of like two guys in a boat and the shark is eating the boat. And she literally just drops like, you get out of the boat right now. Yep. Uh, So, I mean, even with that, Spielberg's able to find humor in a lot of this. Richard Dreyfuss's character was perfect for it. He turned it down originally and then accepted it afterwards. I'm glad he did. Um, This was a breakout performance for him. It was only a second major feature film. So this was a perfect choice for him. Uh, We're kind of winding down on time. Since you are a filmmaker, Dorothy, and I know it's very hard to critique Spielberg and his choices. What did you think of the direction and cinematography? You know, I've read a lot about the making of Jaws. And so I know how incredibly difficult it was. And whatever Steven Spielberg's plan when he got there to shoot it, went to shit fast. So when I watch it, one of the things I think about is how impressed I am with his problem solving abilities to create the tension that he did. I know they struggled a lot, not just with the shark, but also getting the shots on the boat and making it seem like they were as far out to sea as they were. And when I think about like the problem solving he did, the barrels that represent Mm -hmm. the shark, so you don't have to see the shark, you know where it is. And all of the hints towards the shark that he had to create so that when they showed it finally in those few moments where it was actually working, it gave you like kind of the bang for the buck. But it was part of that that makes it so good. Yeah. And that's, I think, it says a lot about his his ability to balance his, I'm sure, terrible anxiety and his determination to make something good. He understood what was scary. Yeah. And I'm I'm curious if the shark had actually worked like it was supposed to have, if in the end he would have been showing the shark way too much that it didn't force him to be as creative as he was. But with a mind like his, I mean, he just adapted so well into this. Also, I think that fed into some continuity issues that I noticed because a lot of the shots were taking much longer than they needed to. And you could, you could actually see the passing of the day in different takes, but it was later in the same scene than at the start of the scene. Yeah, there's a lot of continuity time dropout between like them on the boat singing, I'm tired and I want to go home, you know, and the whole the doll's eyes monologue. And then suddenly it's dawn and you're like, but it was, you know, it's sunlight changing. And yeah. Yep. But it doesn't matter. Right. Right. So we're kind of at that point now where we're going to, I know it flies by like nobody's business, where we are going to rate and review this. And here at the Frightcast, we rate on three different 
ratings. It's the Fear Factor, the Gore Score, and the overall ratings slash would you recommend it to a friend? So each of these are on a scale from one to 10. What is your Fear Factor score? My Fear Factor score at this point probably falls inside of like a seven. If you had asked me like 10 years ago, it had been higher. I'd have just been like, I don't even know if I can watch it again. But having watched it a couple of times, I'm like, I still squeal when the guy's head floats out from the inside of the boat. Literally, I just can't. Or when the shark busts through the window of the boat. Seven. Excellent. For me, it's going to be a little bit lower because when I rate this, I rate it like from uh, when I have seen the movie last. And I saw it yesterday. Uh, So the fear factor isn't as high as what it was when I was a kid and watched this movie. I'm going to give it about a five for fear factor but it would but i would say it's going to be much higher for someone who has not seen this movie and if you've not seen this movie you definitely should let's move on to the gore score right gore score is low there's not a lot of gore it's all really more about the tension and the fear of what's coming too okay i would give it about the same thing because we really don't see any blood and guts coming out but the only thing we see is what's coming out of the shark itself and then maybe the explosion? I mean, oh. not to the end where he, where one of the characters gets eaten by the shark. There's right. blood there, and but I guess, not a lot. Yeah, and I guess Dreyfus does pick up a severed arm during the autopsy. So I'm probably going to give it about a three. It's pretty low. Yeah. It's pretty low. And then there's the overall rating, and would you recommend it to a friend? Ten. Total ten. It's such a good movie. I just really, it's totally watchable. And, and yes, you would recommend it to a friend, obviously. Absolutely. It's, it's going to be pretty much the same for me. I'm going to put it like in that between that eight and nine rating. For me, I'm still kind of basing it on the horror factor a- across the board. But I mean, as a movie in its whole, this is, there's the time. Let me shut that off. The movie as a whole, definitely nine to 10. It is an amazing, amazing movie. So that wraps up the 15-minute Frightcast and our review of the 1975 film Jaws. Dorothy, I want to thank you for coming on. Uh, It's always a pleasure to have you on the cast. Super happy to be here. Thanks for coming. Thanks for listening. If you want to hear the full Midnight Frightcast, make sure you head on over to midnightfrightcast.com. Thanks for coming.